Well, let's pull out our Bibles and we'll take a look at uh, what we have for tonight. I'm going to ask you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. I know the handout starts with 2 Timothy 2.15. I don't think you need to turn there. I think we all know what that is talking about. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, the, uh, the Bible is a book unlike any other book that we will ever read or study. And therefore, uh, the approach to its study has got to be different than any other book. I mean, you don't treat this like a, a school book, <laughs> even though you're schooling in the Scriptures. It's, it's more than that. We cannot come to this book in our own way and expect to be fruitful in the study of it. And there's a proper way and many improper ways to study this book. Uh, the Bible itself reveals the prerequisites needed to study the amazing book that we call the Bible. And so we want to talk about, we're, we're going to be, begin a series on biblical interpretation. And as, it'll take us quite a few weeks to, to get through here. But I think it'll be very, very helpful to you. Even if you, uh, I did this when I first came here, 2009, 2010. That's a long time ago. And I have not done it again since then. So uh, some of you weren't even here when whenever I did that and um, and so uh, we're, we're, we're taking a look at it and uh, there in um, in your outline we see notice number one preparation for studying the word um, when, when we come to the word of God we got to prepare ourselves before we come to the word there must be personal preparation and uh, there first must be a personal relationship with Christ. You know, somebody that's lost can open this book and tr attempt to study it, but it's not going to, to open up to them uh, like a, an individual that knows the Lord. And that's because of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's book, and He's the teacher, and we have the onboard teacher in our lives as believers. Uh, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our life, and when we—that's why I say there must be a personal relationship with Christ, because you need that onboard um, help. Bible student must be born again in order to to know the Scriptures. Whether this is a, a spiritual book, and that, that can only be quickened in our hearts by the Holy Spirit of God. Look at First Corinthians and chapter number two. And verse number, uh, let's, let's back up to verse number 9. It says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us, talking about, he's talking to believers here, he's talking to the church, the church at Corinth. And he says, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We've received the Spirit. One of the reasons why we've got the Spirit 
and so he can help us with these things. That's what Paul is pointing out here. He says there in verse number 13, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, talking about the unregenerate man, a man in his natural condition without the Spirit of God, a natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So, very important that there must be a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in order to have a proper uh, knowledge uh, as you study God's Word. Second thing we see there is there must be a positive persuasion concerning the matter of, of inspiration. Look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And we'll look at verse number 13 here. First Thessalonians chapter number 2 and verse number 13. And Paul's addressing here the, Thessalonica, the church at Thessalonica. And he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Um, I know that the, the scriptures were penned by men, but they were, it was penned by men that were moved by the Holy Ghost. And, and the scriptures tell us that. So it was not written by men. Okay? These, are, these, these are God's words. Uh, the Holy Spirit uh, moved upon uh, men to, to write the scriptures. He is the author. And uh, when we come and approach this book, we must, uh, we must come like the Thessalonians did. Uh, you receive it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. You know, if we come to the word of God and we, we see written, well, that's just so-and-so that wrote that. And, you know, uh, when, when we talk about the earthly author that God used to pen it, no, no. If it's in here, uh, it was given by uh, the, uh, the Holy Ghost uh, for the, for, to be recorded. This book must be recognized for what it truly is, it is the Word of God. And if we approach the Bible with any other persuasion, it's doubtful that we will have any degree of success in its study. Uh, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And you might kind of hold your place in Psalm 119. Uh, when we leave there, we're going to be coming back. Okay, so... Uh, you've been forewarned. <laughs> uh, Psalm 119 and verse number 33. <clears throat> there must be a passionate desire to know the Bible. If you don't have a passionate desire, it's going to start up again. <clears throat> uh, if you don't have a passionate desire, to know the Word of God, it's, you're, you're not going to approach it in a way that uh, you're going to benefit from it the best way you could. You need a real appetite for the Scriptures. 
Uh, look at verse 33. Uh, the psalmist David penned these words. He said, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it until the end. Uh, give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Establish thy word to thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Actually, the whole book of um, the whole psalm, Psalm 119, it's all about the Word of God. The whole thing. In fact, it's just a few verses. I think it's like two or three verses that don't have some sort of mention of the Word of God. See, the Word of God's called different things there. And uh, we need a, an appetite for the Scriptures. Uh, Matthew 5, verse number 6, tells us uh, what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And of course, this is a righteous book. Amen? If you want to be filled with the righteousness of God's Word, uh, you've got to have a hunger and thirst, or you're not going to be filled. Job 23, verse 12. Uh, <clears throat> Job said, I have, I, have, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Now, we all like to eat, don't we? We know that we need to eat. We, have, we eat on a regular basis. I eat at least three times a day. Four, five, uh, you know. Um, when you count the snacks. Um, but well, I enjoy to eat. But the Word of God's more important than the necessary food that we must intake. Um, hold your place there. Psalm 119 now. But turn back to Psalm, one, Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Here in Psalm 19, we see the Word of God is referred to in this chapter as law, testimony, statutes, commandments, fear, judgments of the Lord. You know, some, some, of the, some of the terminology that the psalmist uses here. Look at Psalm, 19, uh, Psalm 19, verse number 7. <clears throat> he says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Notice verse 10. More to be desired are they than gold. Think about that. More to be desired than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. 
Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them, there is great reward. Um, the psalmist also said in Psalm 119, verse 103, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. So the sweetness of it, the value of it, think about the it's more to be desired than, than gold, than fine gold. Um, we must have a proper desire, a passionate desire to know the Word of God. Then we see there must be a prayer for discernment. Look at James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1. <clears throat> prayer for discernment. <clears throat> and James 1 in verse number 5, it tells us here, James 1, 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Uh, we, we know that our Heavenly Father is gracious, don't we? You know, you ask for right things and uh, you know the understanding of his word wisdom in his word is a very good thing to ask for uh, if you ask him uh, he will uh, he'll give it to you uh, so it shall be given him look at verse 6 but let him ask in faith see it's conditional you got to have a believing heart uh, you got to have faith nothing, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Um, we know when we come to study the Word of God, it's best to start out with prayer and ask for the Holy Spirit's illumination. Ask for, for God to open up the Scriptures to your, to your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to do direct you and illumine your heart to the truth of the word that he has for you. I like uh, some of my favorite scriptures in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. I found over the years of my time being in ministry that folks who... Um, don't grab hold of the Word of God like they should um, or that way because they're leaning unto their own understanding rather than leaning on the Lord. It takes the Lord's uh, help in your life. And the Lord's ready to give it to you. In Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Do, we, do any of us know the Word like we should? Like we, should? we don't, do we? Well, I'm still learning. I've been in church literally all my life. I mean, I started nine months before I was born being in church. And my first, my, I was born on a Wednesday. That next Sunday, I was in church. Seriously. Uh, born on a rainy Wednesday night. Went rainy Wednesday uh, it, early in the morning, actually, is what it was. It was like 5.30 in the morning. So I was born in the morning, but it wasn't yesterday morning, okay? <laughs> what I tell folks. Uh, but um, Martin Luther said to have prayed well is to have studied well. And so <clears throat> we need to make sure that we've prayed. 
and ask for discernment. <coughs> then number five thing, and this is where we go back to Psalm 119. <coughs> there must be a predisposition to obedience. If we go, uh, if we uh, come to the Word of God, and say, well, let me figure out what it says, and I'll determine whether I'm going to obey it or not. That's the wrong attitude. We, we, we need to be predisposed to obey. And Psalm 119, uh, look at uh, verse, number, verse number 9. <clears throat> Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. What's that? That's obedience. When you take heed, that's obedience. So with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word <coughs> have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, and teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. When you have respect unto his ways, that's obedience. Amen. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. So we must keep our heart and mind open to every message that God has for us. And I know that uh, during the 15 years I've been here, I've shared, I ain't to telling how many times I've shared with you the fourfold profitability of scriptures. Um, at least every year, if not multiple times a year. And that's from 2 Timothy 3. Verse 16 and 17, there's a fourfold profitability that the Apostle Paul mentions in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That word inspiration means it's God breathed. It's God's words. Okay, it's God's words. God, God breathed these words out, and man, man recorded them as God breathed upon them. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and here it is, and it's profitable. Here's the fourfold profitability. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, what is doctrine? <clears throat> doctrine teaches us what is right. Amen? What is right? Um, reproof teaches us what is wrong, what needs to be corrected in our life. And, and we, we, all of us need some correction from the Word of God, don't we? You know, we none of us has, has, have attained uh, the full likeness of Christ. And uh, the Word of God points out those areas where we need, uh, we need some adjustment. Uh, correction. The Word of God teaches us how to make the wrong in our lives right. It teaches us how to correct those things that are wrong. And then instruction in righteousness, it teaches us how to stay right. And so, um, as a, as a blessing, he says that the man of God may be perfect, 
truly furnished unto all good works. Uh, if you want to be mature, become a mature believer, uh, you've got to have the fourfold profitability of the Scriptures working in your life. And James chapter number 1, uh, look at James 1, <clears throat> verse number 21 through 25. <clears throat> James 1. I didn't tell you to hold on to James, did I? Well, I, I'm sorry about that. I intended to tell you. <clears throat> James 1, verse number 21, says, Wherefore, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass, like looking in a mirror. Okay? Every walk before a mirror and you saw something that needed to be adjusted, and you walked away from the mirror and you said, I'll take care of that later. And it didn't. Except <laughs> mm. for he... Be he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Uh, so uh, we see there um, obedience. We, we need to be predisposed to uh, obey the word when we come to understand what it's saying. Amen. Great teacher will not teach those who do not obey him. <clears throat> then we see number six there. There must be a persistence of study. Look at Proverbs chapter number two. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter number two. Must be a persistence of study. Proverbs 2, verse number 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. You're wanting to hear wisdom. You're wanting to hear it. And apply thine heart to understanding. Okay? Put it into practice is what you're talking about there. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifteth up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest her as silver. You know, if, if you're going to go mine silver, it takes some work, doesn't it? It does. And you've got to dig the little nuggets out. I mean, it's, it's, it takes some labor to do that. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It says, for the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He's a buckler to them that walk uprightly. So uh, we need to be persistent. We, you, we can't uh, come lightly to the word and think we're going to grab anything out of it. Study requires hard work. 
It requires diligence and steadfastness. Uh, truth is found by study. You can get the truth yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit. So dig it out. Verify teaching and preaching by the Word. Y'all know the 15 years I've been here, I've encouraged you not to just take my Word. Get in there and study for yourself. Um, it, it, we need to study. And I studied whenever <clears throat> whenever uh, I set up under preaching and teaching and still do whenever if I hear a preacher, if I'm off in a preacher's fellowship and I'm hearing men of God stand up and preach the Word of God, guess what? Um, I, I search out to see whether those things are so or not. Um, Acts 17.11 says this. Talks about the people that were in Berea. So these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. That's a way. To, that's a good way to receive it. Then be 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 received with the readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. That's the way we need to approach the word of God. Receive it with readiness of mind and search the scriptures whether those things are so. Um, so there must be personal preparation. And then uh, there must be practical preparation. A good Bible is essential. Get you a good old King James version of the Bible with some practical study aids in it, if possible. Um, some good possibilities there. Old Schofield reference Bible, the Thompson Chain reference Bible. Now, don't put your faith in the notes, <laughs> And I mean, even the even the old Schofield Reference Bible, the very first note that you'll find in it, I don't agree with. You study the scripture and you'll find it not to be right. That puts a gap. The gap theory. You ever heard of the gap theory? There's no gap. Only gap is between people's ears. <laughs> you know, that's where the gap is at. Well, you know, but you you study things out for yourself. <clears throat> a good a good Bible is essential if you want to know. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a whole nother study in itself why we use the, the King James Version of the Bible, the old King James there, it's on our website I'll I lay it out there and uh, I have uh, studied that with you before and um, so understand that you need a good Bible if you're going to be studying the Word of God a good concordance is helpful um, I've used Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible um, for years, and, and I continue to use it. Now, we live in a time where um, I use a computer. It's, I know some of you are not computer literate, but if you are, um, that's the best way to get your tools to study with. And I'll tell you why in here in just a minute. Uh, it's quicker, um, for one. Uh, some of these other good books, like the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, one of my favorite books. I've used that in my ministry. It is, it's, it's an expanded cross-reference is what it is. You've got cross-reference in, in your Bible? Well, this is an expanded cross-reference. I mean, it's it very in-depth. But it uses, if you've got the hardback edition of it, it uses Roman numerals. I, did, I wasn't raised in Rome. 
you know, I, I don't think I did very well with the Roman numerals whenever they came through. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad for the computerized edition where um, they don't use Roman numerals. Yeah. It's like they, they think like normal people. Uh, but treasury scripture knowledge, good, strong, exhaustive concordance in the Bible, those are my three go-to tools every time that I'm studying. Every time. Um, Manners and Customs of the Bible, the one I use is by Freeman. You can get you a good Manners and Customs of the Bible uh, book. I've got the Theological Word Book of the Old Testament. It's a two-volume set. It's based on the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. It has the same numbers, but it just gives you a little bit more in-depth meaning of the Old Testament words. And then you've got a Vines Expository Dictionary of Biblical Words. Then uh, Wilmington's Guide to the Bible is a good uh, resource. Other commentaries and special books on one book of the Bible are good, but you need to be careful uh, whose books you choose. Um, books of sermons, books on types. Um, but I put this caution on here because it's very important. Never let anything that any man says supersede what the Word of God says. That is so important. Commentaries can be good, but listen, they're written by man. They're not God-breathed. The Bible is God-breathed. But commentaries are written by fallible men. Only the Word of God is without error. So study it for yourself. Search things out to see whether that's true or not. So, um, that's prep. Uh, preparation for studying the Word of God. We're, I'm going to um, put up a stop right there. We'll come back and take a look at the promotion gained from studying the Word next week. Um, we need to spend some time in prayer here. And so that's our Bible study for this week. Hang on to your sheet there. Um, I'll probably have a few more, but it's best if you, if you can hang on to that one, all right? So let's pull back out our, our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs and we'll be dismissed with this prayer.